Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And it's Thursday, November 2. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm your host, Steve Schultz, founder along with my wife, Doreen, uh, 45 years wife of 45 years, I'll say that. We founded both Elijah List, which is the written portion of what we do. Uh, so be sure to sign up for that. It's always free. And then uh, Elijah Streams that you're watching right now. So we're bringing you your 26, the voice of the prophets. So it's uh, these are fun days and it never gets dull around here. So, all right, a uh, quick announcement about who's coming on tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock Pacific. Uh, her name is Jenny Donnelly. I haven't met her yet, but she is the one that Lou Engel referred to when he was on the show. Uh, Jenny and Lou are in some way partnering. I'll let them kind of describe how and what way they're partnering to get to have the million women um, come and meet on the mall next year in October. So it's right a year from now. A million women on the mall, that's the goal. But be- between now and then, they're organizing women to pray all throughout the nation. So uh, she's, I've seen some of her testimony. I've been watching some of her video- videos. So even though I haven't met her, I feel like I kind of know her a little bit. So that's tomorrow at 11. So do not miss that. Very important, especially if you're an intercessor and you love to pray. That's a show that you're not going to want to miss. Yes, and to that end, I'm going to bring Julie Smith on, who's my producer, and she's the editor of the Elijah List. There's Julie. Hi, hey, how long have you been working for me now? How many years oh, is it? Oh, goodness. Uh, is it going on 18 years, maybe? Gee, that's a long time. And we're still friends and all that, huh? Yeah, we are. Well, you that's do both. Happy the, family. Yeah, it is. And you do both the Elijah List, and you're my producer, and you've done mm-hmm. all kinds of other things as well. And now we're getting ready to do a show, a new show, a third show, because we have Elijah Streams, mm-hmm. Elijah Fire, and we won't say the name yet. We won't say the yeah. name of the show, but you're going to do head up a new show that's about intercession. So um, we need producer uh, producer mm-hmm. hired for that. And what else? Go ahead and tell people who yeah. who we want to apply. Yeah, so absolutely. Ahead. And it'll be about prayer intercession, the seer anointing, the gift of discerning of spirits, which a lot of people, you know want help and guidance in, you know, they're discerning things, they're feeling things, they're seeing things. What do I do with this? You know? And then we're also going to take on some really tough subjects that everybody, we want to make sure that everybody feels like they can get involved where they are in their everyday life. So it'll be a combination. Give me an example of a tough subject. Oh, glad to. So I have a dear friend that I've known for many years and he was a high school principal and then he just recently retired as a superintendent of multiple high schools. And um, I remember about 10 years ago, I gave him a prophetic word that when he was a high school principal, you're going to be a superintendent. And he goes, there's no way, Julie, I don't have the education or the background. They're not going to hire me. So he gets hired as a superintendent for a community. And um, we actually went to um, his school and prayed through the classrooms. Wow. And he he is his his face is set like flint he does not care um, about the liberal leftist loonies at all and what they're trying to shove down the kids throats he anointed every chair he um encouraged his teachers to pray over the classrooms pray over the teachers and he was very successful and so he just recent recently retired 
and I said to him, I think you're going to run for Congress. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll keep updated on that. So anyway, well, that's you know, I'll tell people what, because I've known you so long, yeah. when you say something, I, t- I, d- I used to go, oh, that's an interesting thought. Or, yeah. And now when I, I've learned when Julie says, you're going to do this, it looks, what do you think about this? I'm thinking, okay, what's she picking up on? And I listen real closely. Well, tell people uh, about the positions. There's yeah. like, are there two positions or three? Which what, There's you're three we have. Okay. We're right. expanding and growing. Elijah Streams is growing at the seams, as you know. And this actually, when I read through these, it reminded me a few years ago, I had a dream where Elijah Streams was in Hollywood and we had a production company and oh, wow. the, the team was out there handing slips of paper to people walking by the sidewalk and said video editors required or video editors needed. And it's like, I think we're going to be growing and expanding more and more. And um, I think that speaks volumes of being in a Hollywood, our studio being in Hollywood. I mean, it may or may not be there physically, but it's like God is growing us to be a big part of, you know, um, Christian movies and taking on a lot of, you know, family oriented, you know, messages and topics that we need to. So it's kind of like a cleanup in Hollywood, I think. Good. So, yeah. So with that, we have a few new positions open and, and I'll share those real quickly. We're starting a brand new show next year and we'll need a producer. Plus we're hiring two new video editors and live stream engineers. So here's just a quick breakdown. Uh, the producer for an upcoming sh- brand new show will need, and this is a full-time position, work from home, uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. And preferably, the uh, we want them on West Coast time because we're on West Coast time. And as you know, we do afternoon shows. So it really helps if they don't have to work till 7 or 8 at night. Yeah. East Coast time. Um, for the producer, you're going to manage all aspects of the show for the host. You're managing it. And so your duties will include contacting, scheduling guests, writing, editing, researching production content for the host, being able to work in a very fast paced live streaming environment, which you know we know very yeah. much about problem solving with quick turnarounds, u- utilizing your creative gifts. I mean, you're going to help uh, be able to grow and expand a new show. So if that excites you, please apply. And I'll just add to this. This is what you do. So yeah. someone say, well, what kind of personality do I need to have? Well, you're looking at one of them right there. There's Julie. You know, she she uh, gets it done. She gets the job done, you know, and uh, she gets she schedules my guests and she checks with me to see if it's OK to get this invite this person or this woman or this man uh you know this ministry whatever it is so mm-hmm. we need that person that like like who you're looking at right there with julie so all right what what's the other position yeah um the two video editors live streaming engineers you know that's what emily does she's the one who runs this whole show from behind the scenes you know she brings on the intros she um you know pushes all the buttons and get things going so you have to be yeah. really fast paced and as you say, you have to push that hot button and be ready to go. Yeah. Your fingers on the button. So that's yeah. a full-time positions, working 40 hours a week, again, online from home. Um, you can work anywhere in the U.S. However, of course, we prefer Pacific time if, uh, you know, if we can get, you know, get someone uh, qualified. Yeah. Um, you must be proficient in both Premiere Pro, After Effects, editing software, of course, tech savvy, well-organized, have great communi- communication skills work you know in a team environment and um you'll need to learn our live streaming software and be in charge of engineering daily streams and preparing content to show during the live streams so and then of course being posting on all our various social platforms again to apply 
For all these exciting positions, go to ElijahStrings.com slash careers. We're looking forward to hearing from you all, and we're excited to add a few more people to our Elijah Streams team. Yeah, yeah, and some of you that you watch the shows as far as the engineer on the, that's on the show live, everything from when the credits come on to the commercials that we run, that we're like even ones who are about to run, to one of the guests are speaking and we put a scripture on there. That's all done by Emily. You know, she's a one-man band in a sense, but there are, there are backups. Everyone has backups, but she's it. Uh, and so we need more it, like like Emily, to do that. But And then uh, not only is this person going to have their own, the show that they engineer, but they'll be backups from time to time if something goes mm-hmm. wrong on another show and they need that. So, yeah, it's a real important job, and they're, they're a pretty well-paid position. So um, apply right away, first come, first serve or something. So. All right. Is that it? That's it. We look forward to hearing from you all. Okay. All right. Thanks, Julie. All right. See you. All right. So let's see. We're going to go ahead and run a quick spot regarding the boreholes or the well, freshwater wells. Uh, So here we go with that. Clean water comes to Zimbabwe, Africa. Hi. My name is Tumeze Ninjavu. I'm a pastor and a church planter. In 2005, we planted a church at a place called Inyati. And as we were preaching, a witch doctor gave his life to the Lord. And that gave birth to the church that we drilled the ball on. And this is just something outstanding, something that will propel our vision and gospel even further. This community, as I speak, is a different community and will never be the same. Everyone is talking about it. Yesterday, school children came in numbers to witness the drilling. And today we installed the pump. We saw the water coming. People are just happy talking about it everywhere. This is something new in this community. They've been traveling like uh, 16 kilometers to get some water, but now it's a matter of uh, opening the tap. We put the tap for the community and the tap for the church that they'll also grow some vegetables there. Our community now knows the love of the Lord. I want to express my gratitude to Steve and Elijah Stream for the support you are giving to our communities. All gifts are valuable, but water is life. Thank you so much. May the Lord continue to resource you. Amen. Would you consider giving towards the drilling of water wells? Donate online, elijahstreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams. 525 2nd Avenue, Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. And I love that line that he, he just seemed to say it extemporaneously. Uh, I don't, I don't, he didn't have written copy. He said, all gifts are valuable, but water is life. And so it's amazing. So when you help, you're li- literally bringing life to that community. So all right, time to bring in Danae Clement Petruska. Here we go, Danae. Danae, welcome to Elijah's Dream. It's been a while. Nice to have you back. 
It's lovely to be here, Steve. It's so good to see you. You know, you, you played the, the ad um, for the water there in Africa. And, you know, Zimbabwe is actually not very far from where I grew up in South Really? Africa. Really? And so that culture is very deeply ingrained in the foundation of my life. When I hear them singing, I was already dancing along. <laughs> it's so lovely to see what you guys are doing there because, yes, that's a definite need there is the water, you know, drought and, 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 and such. But it was just lovely to hear that. And what he said about the witch doctor as well. You know, I, 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 I've been around quite a few witch doctors when I grew up in, in South really? Africa. Yes, it's a tribal thing. They're, they're supposed to be healers, but it can get uh, spiritually you know, it can get quite because it can be quite demonic. Yeah. Uh, so just to hear that a witch doctor was saved is a huge testimony. I mean, that's a very big deal. So it was lovely to, to even just watch that right there. Not good. I, you know, I, I, of course, I knew you're from South Africa, but I didn't realize I, and I didn't know to what degree you grew up there or or did you were you born in South Africa? Yes. Okay. Um, we're from Durban, South okay. Africa, which is on the East Coast by the beach. The very yeah. bottom. So Cape Town's at the tip, and we're up a little bit to the side in Durban, which is actually the the BRICS nations recently met there in okay. Durban. I kept saying, "Why are they going to Durban? Why don't they go to Cape Town or Johannesburg?" But Durban is beautiful, and that's where I was born. And my mom and dad, uh, we all lived there together. And we moved to Dallas, Texas, in 1992, and I was 12 years old. So I spent the first 12 years of my life uh, in South Africa. So I had enough okay. time. Yeah, but my favorite uh, boss that I ever had uh, was uh, Louis Swart. He's still around, but he's 80-something now, uh, but totally from South Africa. He and Eileen Swart were, were born and raised in South Africa. Uh, I knew them over here, at least by the 80s. I don't know when they came over for sure, but he that was in Dallas, Texas, too, where, where he was my boss there, a uh, lovely guy, and... Uh, he and I actually had left the denomination that we were raised in, both of us. So we had that camaraderie. We were both left the Adventist denomination and found the Lord big time. So it was a really neat thing, but nice guy, nice guy. And I owe a lot to him for things that he's taught me. So mm. uh, I love that South African, you know, all the different things that South Africans South, African, South Africans tend to be just popping up everywhere. You know, uh, uh, as I as the years have passed, you know, you look, it's like Laura Logan, Elon yeah. Musk, a lot of very notorious, you know, people that are out there right now are South African, uh, including my dad was South African. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. And, and, South and Robin's keyboardist, if that's the way we say it, is South Africa, from South Africa. Really, really tall guy. That's Robin Bullock. Yeah. Oh, I saw him. You know, I'm glad you brought up Robin Bullock yeah. because I watched you guys the other night. Awesome. And the funny thing was, Steve, the night before... I had been on YouTube and I saw Robin Bullock, a video of Robin's, and I clicked it to watch it. And I was so blessed. I ended up texting Krista Bullock and saying, you tell your father he healed my soul. <laughs> so I was so blessed. So then the very next day, I thought, I want to watch more Robin. So I went to find him and I saw you guys doing the live thing, uh, the intelligence briefing. Yeah. At, anybody who hasn't watched it, please go watch it. And listen, when you gave you that testimony about your frustration and you actually shouted, first of all, I'd never heard you shout before, Steve. I, <laughs> no no I, one has. <laughs> I, mean, I burst into tears because I totally identified with exactly what you were saying. And I think a lot of people do right now. And I know you were talking about your illness and the frustration. Yeah. Of that, but the, the thing about it is that a lot of us have that feeling right now in this environment, especially when you're you're watching just 
awful things going on, especially what's happening in, in Israel. And, um, you know, and I talk to a lot of people. Uh, I have a live show now I do on Sundays called Code Breakers Live. And yeah. oh. it on the Kim Clement and uh, the Kim Clement YouTube, Rumble and uh, Twitter, which is not X. We go live there every Sunday. So I'm hearing a lot from people because I have the live chat and we're interacting. And one thing that is across the board is so many people feel so frustrated that they're almost at that point. And that's what I had been feeling all week on for many, many different little reasons. And so you blessed me by sharing wow. testimony. And I, I wept and I was thank God. And I was saying, thank you. Well, for you, you know, when I told that, I didn't know he was going to ask me to tell that story. It was not pre-planned. I had told him the story the day before. And then he suddenly said, let me put you on the spot, Steve. I want you to tell that story. So I said, okay, if I don't ruin everyone's faith, you know, he said, no, no. you." So I, I let it rip when I said, told how I uh, confronted God. And I did not exaggerate. I reenacted my con confronting of God. And, you know, Mike, Sally, who they get the wells done, Mike and Lori, she felt something break in the spirit when I shouted. And when it was over, my, Mike Sally was trembling and has been for a couple of days, not just because of that story, partially maybe, but then Robin grabbed hold of that and began to talk about what that, how that showed the covenant of God and me and God and us. Not profound. So if if you all didn't see that, go to our Rumble channel and look at the intelligence briefing. It was a Friday Friday night, right? It was Friday night. And it was so powerful, really. I just do tell Robin that I say thank you for that, too, because I had a rough week. And you know what? I've had those moments with God, too. I'm sure you guys can imagine um, that I was just having a difficult time. And I had also said to God, why have you left me? Why? You know, and we, so many of us are feeling this way. And so I think um, I think God really used you in that moment. And because of Robin's anointing, he knew what to do in the moment. Yeah, and really. Well, that was powerful. I, I encourage anybody that has not seen that to go and find it and watch it. Did you guys stream it too? Because uh, I was watching it on Robin's channel. Yeah, it was streamed live, but we had an issue with Rumble that night. So it went on his channel and our Facebook live. And then we had to put it up the next day on our rumble channel because it didn't go it didn't work live by the way before we leave robin behind he's looking for i can't remember if i told you robin was looking for this he's he had a profound experience with your dad when your dad uh, he they were there when your dad threw that glass on the stage and broke it and their lives were changed right in that thing that, that they ended up uh i don't know has he ever told you this or anything like that they she ended up um Robin and Robin, they're both named Robin. They, cool. they went into a restaurant many years ago and they saw Kim Clement and she she went and went up to the cashier. They were very, very poor at the time. And they, they bought Kim's coffee or something. I don't know how many or how much, but they did that and then just snuck out. They just went out. And, and Kim came running out. Your dad came running out and said, stop, you know, just a minute. He goes, why did you do that? Why did you do that? And she said, she says, when I, because when I, I couldn't build a house for the prophet so I, I could get buy him a cup of coffee. And he said, what do you want me to do for you? I mean, this is profound. I have goosebumps telling it, you know. And she says, I need we need direction in our lives. I mean, it was they were not anything 
compared to where they are now. It was wow. years ago. Yeah. And there was other parts yeah, of the story. You need, you need to hear that from him. He needs to tell you that story because it'll bless your socks off. Oh, yes. Well, they, they, he is blessing me and, and I'm just so grateful for him. And there's a part of me that it, it, it gets sad, you know, because the way he operates, there's a lot of similarities with me. He's also a musician. My dad was a musician, so they're worshipers. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. So they carry that very similar spirit. And as you're telling me that, first of all, coffee was very important to my dad, (laughs) as it is to me. And so they blessed, let me tell you, they probably really blessed him giving him coffee. Um, um, But also when you make a, when you give like that, God, it's such a sacred thing. It's not just about taking an offering and supporting one another. There's so much more to the sacrifice and, and the giving and and look how God's blessed them. So good, because so good. It, it, I mean, they are here and they are doing the right thing. And I'm just, I just love them. And I'm just. And I'm, by the way, that in that famous shot where your dad breaks a glass on the stage, he said, "We're probably in that picture because it was at the angle that it was they were sitting there uh, by the stage because uh, Matt Crouch's wife Lori gave them a seat. There's a whole lot to the story in the shot. Yes, yeah. So they want to see that. They want that." They want to find that if they can find it. Yes, that's what we're working on. We're working on, we've been trying to find it because uh, we have our TBN uh, footage on those big things. I don't even know. It's not a dat tape. It's big. And so we, yeah. we have to convert it to digital. We don't even have a machine to, to, to be able to watch any of that footage on. So what we're doing now is gathering at the House of Destiny. That's what we're doing. We're gathering up all the footage that we have that we have not converted which is extremely tedious work wow. because we've got so much footage of my dad and then also very expensive yeah. to get those kind of things. So we're, we're, we're figuring it out. We've done a, a particular amount of them. I think we've done all the DVDs. I think we've done all the dad tapes now, so we're moving over to those. So we should have that pretty soon. And as soon as I can get a hold, I might m- may be able to find that video somewhere else. But that is incredible because he prophesied over Dan Crouch. And I'll never forget it. He he had that glass of water that, you know, they give him a glass of water and he threw it and it smashed. And then she was in the glass and he was prophesying over her. And, and Jan Crouch stayed there, I think for about three hours after the meeting was over, just weeping because God ministered to her so much. And, and, and what, what my dad prophesied was he was just hitting with arrows everywhere. She needed to be healed. Every problem, every issue. It was incredible. It was an amazing day. So I'm so glad to hear that the Robins were there. Yeah, yeah, I, and I want to see that. Carry that. Carry that. I want to see that. I want to see that footage. If you ever find it, we will play it here. You know. Okay. So. As soon as I find it, I'll send it to you guys. You can just go ahead and upload it. Let everybody see. Awesome, awesome. Well, we got good stuff today, so I'm going to turn it over to you. See what what you got from your dad. So this is this can be good. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so with you, everybody knows, and if anybody doesn't know about my dad, um he was a huge supporter of Israel in the beginning yeah. of his ministry and getting saved. He uh, did not realize the importance of Israel. You know, he was sort of brought up in the um, uh, what's it called? Replacement. Theology, yeah. Right. Uh, which he, he, you know, God helped him to get out of that. And a lot of people actually. Um, and, and when he learned more about Israel, there was a special lady from South Africa who came and sat him down and, and taught him. And 
it completely changed his life and his ministry because it catapulted his gift to the level that we now have, you know, we're blessed to have these prophecies to help us. But that, that, that connection with Israel was the thing that, that he needed that catapulted him. And so when I started searching, like a couple of weeks ago, when all this started in Israel, I already knew a lot of the prophecies, but I went to look in our database because on our website, we have the prophecy database. And you can do keyword searches and search any word. And if he prophesied it, because uh, we have a, probably about 90% transcription of what he's prophesied, you know, wow. his life. Wow. Um, there were people that were wise enough to do that because he wasn't doing that. It was other people were wise enough to say, we better type, type this out, transcribe it, record it. Um, but I went to search Israel and there were 266 times he prophesied about Israel. Whoa. A lot that I'm going through, but the, the main ones I've found uh, were when I searched things like Iran or Hamas. And so the first prophecy I have here is really, really interesting. Yes, it is number one. So play video one because you're going to hear him prophesy not only the name Hamas, but Russia and the, 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 the Russia's part, which is very important right now for those who are paying attention to Ezekiel 38 and Gog and Magog. Because a lot of people are recognizing there's too many, there's a lot of things in that timeline that we should probably be aware of. And then my dad's prophesying, particularly about Russia and Putin on, on other occasions, over and over again. So it all starts to tie in. Uh, but this one, I think, is a good one to share with you guys today. So you can play that one. The nations are raging. or even nations but against the Lord God of Israel Israel is forever my people escape today I speak to the leaders that are standing in my way
says the Lord, listen to me. I will dry up all the brooks of your enemy's defense. Therefore, enemies of my holy land and of my elect, I know your dwelling places. I know where you're going out and where you're coming in. And your rage against me and because of your face and your hatred that has come up to my ears, I will also put my hook in your nose and my bridle into your lips and I will turn you back the way that you came, says the Lord. Listen. Much to your disappointment, says the Lord. Out of Jerusalem shall come a remnant and they shall declare Yeshua, Yeshua. Wow. <laughs> My heart starts racing. Well, because Miriam actually saying Russia, Iran, Hamas, he's talking about the weapons, he's talking about the tunnels, which is exactly what Israel needs to destroy right now. They're not trying to kill Palestinians, they're right. trying to destroy the tunnel system that will give them access into the country. People don't seem to understand. I don't know what these. These people that are marching, I understand people care about innocent people getting killed in war. I care too. But they are shouting from the river to the sea en masse across the West. Now, my dad went to, to London, to Paris. This was in 2015. So it was the yeah. last year that he was prophesying. He had a stroke in September of 2015 and never prophesied again. That last year he was in um in England and he was in France. And so God, I'm forgetting everywhere he went, but he went Israel as well. And he was starting to see this. He was prophesying about a moon and stars coming and then a cloud coming above it. And I'll have to find that. And I'm going to be sharing that on our network on, uh, I do a show called prophetic rewind every Monday. And so if anybody wants to sort of keep up with my Israel, you can find it there, but if you hear what he's saying there, um, uh, not only is it, you know, those things I just mentioned, but also that God is going to dry up the brook of the enemy's defenses, that God is going to protect them. And then what I found really interesting was when he talked about, I'm going to put the hook in your jaw when your bridle and your nostril and turn you around back the way you came. And that's why I'm, referring to Ezekiel 38 and all of those, the eschatology side, because my mom's also studying it a lot. And so people, anybody interested in hearing what my mom has to say, she's got a lot to say. And it's usually on our network on Saturdays on current events. She's covering a lot of the biblical prophecy and and timelines. And she's not setting, but what she's saying is there's too many things that are going on now that we, we should be aware yeah. Understand what those uh, uh, prophecies and in scripture prophecies were 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 saying as, so that we can understand where we are, because it is outrageous for people to expect Israel to to not do anything. Right. Right. Because this attack wasn't just some military operation. 
these monsters went into people's homes and tortured children in front of their parents and murdered them, chopping their limbs off, chopping their heads off. This is demonic. And this is not a group of people. This is a very ancient spirit. My father prophesied about it. This is a very ancient spirit that is governing and and controlling. Um, He he was referring to ISIS, but in particular, you know, when when he prophesied about, about that ancient spirit. But it applies to all of these terrorist organizations because they're interchangeable. Like one person can be in ISIS one year and the next year he's in Al-Qaeda. It is, it is a, a deep, ancient, spiritual war that we are, we are not only witnessing, but we're in. Because if you look at the way this is playing out, there is a war on the minds of the citizens of the West. Really the world, but the West. Because, you know, people are saying, when's the war coming? It is the war. Okay, we, we understand war to be combat. You think World War II and weapons and bombs and things. Mm. And it is those things. Yeah. And we are worried about things. But there's a new kind of war. My dad prophesied this as well. It's, I forget when, but he said there's a nation itching for a new kind of war with America. And what's happened is this confusion, this deception, where we are so frustrated where we feel helpless because we have leaders that misrepresent us that are corrupted beyond. Um, I watched jo- Jordan Peterson be interviewed by Pierce Morgan the other day. And Jordan Pearson was, Peterson was, was talking about how Donald Trump did the Abraham Accords. Yeah. You remember my dad prophesied a lot about Donald Trump, but he was calling Donald Trump the David, his yeah. David. And he referred to how David would take down the giants with the stone, all of yeah. those things in reference to the spirit of King David on him. And yeah. then he did the Abraham Accords. And Jordan Peterson was criticizing the Biden administration because out of spite and not wanting to give Trump the credit because he deserved a Nobel Peace Prize for what he was doing there, not wanting to give him credit has caused problems like this because had they continued on that path with the Abraham Accords, or when you hear people saying, oh, we, you know, a week before, who was it, Blinken or one of them was saying, um, a week before this attack in Israel was saying, oh, the Middle East, the terrorism is fine. We haven't seen anything. And the next thing this happens. It's because the only reason they might have enjoyed a short period of, of, of where there wasn't so much turmoil was because of what Trump did. And he did do the Abraham Accords, which is lining up with my dad, seeing him with that King David, because it was helping Israel, that's God's people. We have covenant with those people is an unconditional covenant. It doesn't matter what they do. We know what the Bible says is going to happen there. And so we need to be wary of our responsibility as Christians. And dad also saw, if you heard at the end of the prophecy, the Messianic Jew, which is something dad prophesied a lot about. A lot of Jewish people will be, will will be, see it, will see the truth and will, will uh, get saved. You know, um, uh, uh, even Jimmy Levy, is a messianic Jew. Even he is. I mean, I don't know about how officially, but he, I don't know if yeah. you know, he's a friend now. Obviously. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that name, but um, yeah. By the way, I was going to ask you, when, when you, you quote him saying there's a, a nation that's itching for a new kind of war, do you know which nation and what kind of war this was? Do you... No, it was okay. one thing that he said, and I, I've been looking to find another reference, yeah. and there isn't. It's okay. something he picked up. I believe the year was, it would have been 2013 or 14. So I need to go yeah. back and find that again. It's one we've, we've used before 
and we we've shown when we were looking at other parts of the prophecy but that part always kind of stuck with me because especially as we've gone through this because it is a new war yeah. you know we have our it's a spiritual war too it's a mess yeah. spiritual war yeah. it, it, it's like good and evil and and again the deception is is just outrageous um and I, my dad sent me to auschwitz in poland in oh i remember that yeah, yeah. And he said, I want you to do the code breakers. And of course, I ended up getting pregnant twice in a row. So I, it sort of delayed me. That was all God. He, had, he has his reasons for doing it. Mm. And, you know, my dad sent me to, um, it wasn't just to Auschwitz. He sent me on a trip through Europe. He sent me to England, to, uh, to France, to Italy, to Poland, to the Netherlands. Um, I'm trying to remember everywhere. It was a long trip and he made me go. And I, at the time, I was like, okay, I'll go not even having a clue as to the gravity of what I was going to experience. And when I went to Auschwitz, I met a survivor there. Uh, it, it, there's a whole story behind it, but I met a survivor and she was warning me, little old lady, she'd been a child in that concentration camp and, and watched her entire family suffer and die. She was alone afterwards. When, when she left that concentration camp, it was just her alone. And uh, she was a little old lady and I met her there and she talked to me. I talked to her for a while and she warned me this was going to happen again. And I thought, no, she's, she must be paranoid because she went through so much, but she was not wrong. And she started to name Middle Eastern countries. She was, I think, I can't remember the countries, but I know she said Syria, but she was naming countries and she was trying to warn me. And, and I was there with someone, with some other people, and we were all saying, how could this happen again? Here we are in the museum, uh, yeah. in the concentration camp, and we all know what happened. Nobody's going to let this happen again. No rational human being would. But now we see people en masse crying from the river to the sea. Now, I think a lot of them are ignorant young people who don't understand that it means from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, drive all of the Jews to their death out of Israel and take over the land. Now, I don't, I don't think any rational person, if they understood that's really what they, that meant, would be okay with that. So there's a lot of deception, a lot of deception in our universities, and the people who are supposed to be educating our children have twisted their minds so much that they justify the torture. This is not bombing an area where civilians may be and get hurt. Nobody wants that to happen, okay? None of us want that. But Hamas are cowards. And we cannot let them get away with behaving right. this way right. um, um, because they use the citizens, the Palestinians, as human shields. They don't let them leave to evacuate. They don't feed them, give them water, give them electricity. I saw a woman yesterday, uh, a British woman, saying, I'm more scared of Israel than I am of Hamas. I believe Hamas will just take care of me. If I went there. Oh, are you serious? And I, it was a woman on Twitter and I commented back and I said, you do realize Israel provides the electricity, the water, the food, the Internet, all of that for Gaza, for the Palestinians there. Hamas does not provide it. They say the U.N. needs to. So there's so much confusion, uh, so much deception. And it's a little bit frightening when you see that many people standing against. Well, like if there's a spirit that's been re- uh, re- unleashed on the people of the earth where they're they're suddenly 
crying out for the, the days of Hitler. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And and I saw a quote today that someone went from the West Bank, which is not Gaza, but on the other side of Israel, within Israel is the West Bank, West Bank of Jordan. And they're crying out for it. And they said, we're going to make Hitler look like he was nothing compared to what we're going to do to you. That's what the, some activists within the West Bank was saying uh, on the article I saw today. We we have to pray like never before that this is a spirit. This is literally a spirit that's overtaking the earth. And we have to pray like we've never prayed to cancel we're that responsible. out. We are responsible. Yeah. yeah. To, uh, to, to recognize the spiritual warfare and, and, yeah. and to know how to how to handle it the way God needs us and wants us to. Yeah. How do we do this? And so a lot of people, again, that, that level of frustration when you witness the suffering, so much suffering, especially of children. I cannot imagine it. I, I've, I've been tearing my hair out. I, I've got to, I want to run over there and do something. You know, so yeah. frustration, um, you know, we've found ways. So we're, we're supporting soldiers in Israel. So that's what we're doing at the House of Destiny. We're raising money. And Doobie is our, our correspondent over there. He was a dear friend of my dad's, his tour guide. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've seen him. Yeah. Or, yeah, he's reporting on our, our Israel Update channel, which is every Friday. So, Christian. So I was going to ask you what, are you, what kind of things are you doing for the soldiers? Because we're doing the same thing that we did, bulletproof vests. I we're think we got, we got about 200 of those or something over there. Uh, they're kind of expendy, but we, you know, we 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 did about two hundred of those, and it, it feels like not very much, but it is still the, for the people wearing those bulletproof vests. Yes, you know, it's life. It is. It's their life. Well, that's what we're doing too. We're, we're providing with them with with supplies, things like Good. that they would need, extra Good. things they would need. Good. And you know, some of the the um, but I, I don't want, I, I don't want to call it a battalion, but I think it is a battalion that we sponsored. We lost all of them. We had a whole battalion we were sponsoring. They're all gone. Um, so I, I do encourage everybody to go to the House of Destiny Network and look on Fridays, every Friday and sometimes on Wednesdays right now. Doobie is coming to us live from the ground in Israel. He had a rocket hit the house behind his house and his Are family. Are you serious? He, he is, his nephew was killed. So this is, it's been very close to home for us and we are just being as active as we can and doing whatever we can and trying to, to help people to understand uh, the deception of this because we're, we are not calling for any Palestinians to be harmed in any way. Um, nobody wants, even Israel doesn't want that. We're tr everybody's trying to find a way to solve this, but Hamas has to be taken out. We cannot allow this because they're, if you if you understand Islam and what their goal is and what they believe, especially the extremists, yeah, they're waiting for the twelfth Imam to come back. They have their own Messiah. The world's supposed to be drenched in blood, and anybody who's not Muslim has to is the infidel that dies. So all of these people, all these kids that are not Muslim that are shouting for them, don't understand that they too would be a victim of this violence if they could be touched by it. That's an important point. The ones that are shouting on behalf of, of Hamas don't realize that they themselves would be would be brutally tortured and killed, limbs cut off, heads cut off by those same people that they're trying to stick up for right now. Glenn Beck did a special last night where he did a really good job of laying it out and explaining it. So anybody, yeah. who, I caught it on YouTube, so you just find it on YouTube, but have a look at that. 
because he did a really good job of explaining it and laying it out what they believe. He was playing video clips. A lot of people may have already seen these. There was a um, an imam in Detroit, Michigan, which is where my dad prophesied 9-11 from. And he was particularly saying about the gay people, we're not cool with you. Like, we want you. You deserve to die if you're gay. All these gay people hate us Christians so much. I mean, what's the worst we're going to do to them? Pray the gay away? I mean, that's that's all we're going to do, not bake them a cake? We're not throwing them off of buildings or burning them alive. And and I don't think people, I know they don't understand. And there's a lot of spite and pride and people taking sides. It's very tribal. But that's exactly what the people at the top want us to do. They want us to be distracted and fighting one another so they can get away with what they're doing. And you got the World Economic Forum people. It's all part of the Fourth Reich. My dad prophesied the rise. He he did. He's the first one that I've ever said, the Fourth Reich. Uh, you know, I thought, what? It's coming back. The, the, the third right was what we knew. And then he said the fourth right, you know. Yes. It's like, and the thing is that at the, at the time he was prophesying those things, I didn't quite get it. But now I get it. And he was in the Netherlands and in France when he prophesied the, the, the fourth right. But he saw the rise and the fall of it. And so that's, that's where the hope is for everybody. And I know we're kind of short on time. There's one one of these that I really, I'm not going to play video too because it's a whole story and it'll take too long. But okay. I do want to share with you guys ultimately what dad saw about this. And it's video three. Okay, video three. This is, this is what my dad saw. This is what my dad saw, but this is what God has promised us. So if we need a promise, we need some hope. This will help everybody right now in the, in, as we're in this situation. Okay, so we'll go ahead and run video three, Emily. But it shall come to pass that I will expose, for Russia has joined its hands to Iran, Syria, and is gathering as many nations as possible to come and strike the Jews and to strike at this Christian nation and cause you to be crippled, says the Lord. Therefore, would you like an answer? I'll show you. I told you within 48 hours. Now it is emerging. Now I will show you. And then God says, as they creep nearer, I will expose them and destroy them beneath the sea, on top of the sea, on the land, and in the air, says the Lord. Wow. Wow. So God, obviously knew, showed us in advance what was coming. And it was important enough that I'm starting to realize that all those little prophecies on their own actually were all pointing to a culminating moment, which is the one we're moving towards. And so God gave us, and this is why he gives us prophets. It's not entertainment. It's yeah. to give us the tools that we need, the lights along the way so that we can know that we know that we know. It's, 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 there's no question. I'd, I have been able to go through the last, I would say, seven, eight years, maybe longer, but definitely when my, without my dad here, I have been able to go with the election and with all the things that having these prophecies from my dad has really helped with guidance because sometimes it can get so difficult because we don't want to do the wrong thing and we don't want to, especially in a climate like this, make the wrong choice. And so God helped us and he gave us, he gives us help through, through the prophets, my dad being one of them. And, and he showed my dad and I, it concerns me that he saw beneath the sea, on top of the sea, on the land and in the air. 
because that means there's going to be a fight there. But God's also promised that he would expose them and destroy them beneath the sea, on top of the sea, on the land. Oh, so good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I a big part of my life, I would have heard some, we're going to destroy, you know, I would have thought, I don't know, I don't like death with anybody, but there are times when when this is what is called for. They wanted to t- torture little children uh, in front of their parents. They they forfeited their life on this earth forever, you know, and. Um, and any of the, 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 any of the people there who voluntarily give their children. And this is what I'm not talking about Israelis. I'm talking about Palestinians. And this is where it's getting difficult because you do have innocent people, but you also have people who agree with Hamas. Yeah. I mean, I've heard stories of, of a father cutting off his own daughter's fingers so that they could entrap American soldiers. And they had used the daughter with the broke cut off fingers to, to distract them. And then they were attacked. So it goes back to, I forget who it was that said it, but she, she was the Jewish um, prime minister, I believe maybe it was who said it, but she said um, um, about the war and, and, and how you would, I'm not going to quote it. I'm forgetting the quote, but it's how no. you would love your children enough you know, not to use them against us, basically, is what's going on. Well, yeah, there was a quote about something that this will only end when people love their own children more than they hate the Jews, something and like you, that. Steve, I think that's what it was. That's exactly what's happening here, and so it makes it so difficult. But the, the terrorists who use these tactics are cowards to do that. And I'm sorry, that's it's demonic. It's too demonic. Yeah. I can't. I have children. I, 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 my whole life has been about children. I've got yeah. old ten, and I've got my own children. It's unimaginable. It's unimaginable. I cannot stand it. I'm actually. I'm so upset about all of this. Yeah. Everyone else I know is feeling how I am, and it's so difficult. And so I think the best thing that all of us can do right now is pray. Number one, recognize that this is a spiritual war, and is will require of us to put on the full armor of God. Actually, the video I'd watched of Robin Bullock before I watched you guys do the live, he used that scripture and read the whole thing. And I ended up using it on my live show on Sunday because that is what we need to do. Because the problem about sin is, you know, it's always used to sort of, you know, you did something wrong, you were bad. But it's it's not really about that. It's mm-hmm. when you sin, you are, it's like you're not covered. It's like being a soldier without armor, without yeah. protection. And so when we go into spiritual battle, you can't have all this stuff because wherever you are weak the enemy will use it against you and so we have to be not in a prideful or i want to be holy way of not sinning it's i need to protect myself because the enemy will get me yeah so we have to strengthen ourselves individually and then together and then the prophetic element of it is so crucial because we have to be able to all of us like an army like a prophetic army see what God needs us to do and be acting in unison. That's what my dad saw on February 22nd of 2014 when he saw the new party arising. And he said, the scales are removed from eyes. And I looked behind me and there were hundreds of thousands of people. And I lifted my hands and they lifted their hands and I shouted and they shouted. They were one, one party of people. And that's what we've seen emerge out of Trump. Trump, who was the trumpet, who made the big noise so that we would know, okay, there's so much corruption. This is outrageous. And we've got to take care of it. And so this is, I think, when we're talking on a spiritual level, you know, in the physical, we can vote, we can become involved in things. We can, but in the spiritual, we cannot forget that because 
you know, as it is on heaven. I, I, I'm, I can't remember any of my Bible verses today. I don't know what's going on with my. Yeah, you know, and I got to, I got to tell you this too. Um, even before, before he came on today, I'm talking about last night. God was beginning to show me you emerging. You're coming up over the hill, and uh, you're you're coming into your own more every single time you're on the show. But you are really coming into your own. In the it's going to be known before this story is over about Donne the prophet. I'm just telling you that time is coming. You don't maybe pursue that in your mind, but I just don't think, I think it's going to overtake you a little bit, some of your dad's anointing. And of course, he's praying it's for you from heaven. a responsibility taking that t title, and I understand how sacred yeah. it is. And I yeah. saw my dad, man, my dad did not have an easy time of it. And I'm sure you know much of this, Steve, but, you know, uh, it seems glamorous, you know, and like, oh, how yeah. can you be able to see that way? Let me tell you the responsibility of that. Uh, there was a lot of things he could not tell us for our own safety. That if we wow. knew, but he knew our lives would be in danger. Wow. And that's how bad it got because he was just, I mean, he was so bold. He didn't care. He just said whatever God told him to say and whoever it offended, it offended. And, and it wasn't coming out of his own opinion. He didn't know a lot. I mean, if you look back at this, it would be impossible for him to figure out, guess, <laughs> it's outrageous. But the important part here from that, from that Hamas prophecy I just played for you guys is he said, and, and the second one, both times he's saying Russia and Iran. And, and, and so everybody yeah. needs to be watching that element and praying about it. And another thing is the, the prophecy I didn't play you, I'll tell you quickly while we have a few minutes, the prophecy I did not play you that you can find, he, he saw that North Korea would... Uh, bash their heads with Iran, that they would butt heads and that they would begin to implode from within. And so that's something else he saw. So he was seeing Russia, he was seeing the Middle Eastern countries. And, and then you've got my mother over there in the back talking about Ezekiel 38. This is getting very stressful. But at least <laughs> we, have, we have a little bit of a guide here. And so it, it's, it's an honor for me to be able to share my dad. He was the most incredible human being. And I, I can't believe I, I got him as my dad. I, I, well, I mean, yeah, what a rich, 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 rich heritage. I mean, yeah, and I, I had seen that where, where it says North Korea was going to get in a squabble, a fight, a fight with Iran. And I thought when I saw that, I thought, good. They need to have some distraction away from attacking Israel and America and, and realize that, you know, North Korea is ready to gun them down, it sounds like, by well, this prophecy. I told Eric Trump a couple of weeks ago in Miami, I saw him and I, I wrote on a, on a note to Trump and I said, Nor watch North Korea, they're going to bash their heads with Iran. And I gave it to Eric Trump. Good, <laughs> so, good. So I'm making sure that Trump's getting the news, you know, because he's so busy and, and I, you know, I don't know how, he, you know, the whole prophecy thing I know was kind of freaked them out really because they didn't understand anything about prophecy. And next thing, my dad's in 2007 saying all this thing, I know it blew them well, away. It, it must feel a little bit like they're starting to grasp it a little yes, bit. they are now. Yeah. Thanks to Clay yeah. Clark and Vanessa yeah. Clark. Yeah, you know, that's the yeah. truth. That's the gospel truth. Because, oh, yes. and, and he'll get up there and tell you he used to make fun of prophets and yes. he just was scornful. You know, he would sit in the seat of the scornful of the mockers like Psalms 1, you know. Uh, but he, God then yeah, got God's him. God's using him now. And all it took was one. Well, you know, and I have to say head. this for the fun, fun of it because I'm, I'm not on his side when he picks on Elon Musk. I just think, Clay, you're messing up because this guy is a tool in the hand of the Lord right now. And and I, and I would say to him, I don't know if I did, but I would say to him, Clay, remember when you marked, marked the prophets and now you're this? 
okay, remember how you said then Elon did this, Elon's dating this. Doesn't he get to change too if God wants to use him? So that's what I want him to do because he is totally a tool in the hand of God as far as I'm concerned, Elon is. so, But Clay is as well. So He is. And Clay, Clay is, oh my goodness, he's, he's so young and so many things. And it's been so nice to watch him though grow into understanding this side yeah. of things. And, and God is using him so greatly. I can see why my dad heard his name because yeah. Clay Clark has made a difference. And, and yeah. he's, he's, oh, he's an astounding human being, actually, to pull off Very. those tours and all that he does. It's, it's, he's I don't even know how, how one man can do that, but he does it. He pulls it off. So, yes. well, Danny, how do you feel like uh, maybe praying for the people and um, seeing yes, how God will bless them? I very much feel like praying for the people. Yeah, awesome. Okay, let's do it. Father, we thank you so much for bringing us together in this way and that we're able to use this technology to reach each other. You know, so many people use it for evil. We're, we're so glad that you've given us a way to use it for good, to get yes, your, your message and your word out. And Father, we ask you for clarity that we may see the path ahead and your will be done, no matter what our opinions. Father, we, we, we come to you in humility today. And whatever we need to see, please show us. And what, wherever we need to go, Show us where to go and, and help us to unite and help us to be forgiving and help us yeah. help us to, to carry this load that many of us feel so burdened. Father, we ask you to help us, help us with this. And, and we thank you. We thank you for protecting us, for carrying us through this far, for helping us to see, for giving us profit so that we could know yes, when nobody else knew. You, you showed us in advance so that we could know. So we stand together as an army today as an army of, in your name, that we will not give up, that we will not back down, and that we will, with wisdom and clarity, yes, walk Lord. into the destiny that you have for all of us, for America, for the West, for Israel, for your people. And we thank you. We thank you today for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You're becoming very powerful in the spirit. Done, eh? I'm just you had to get you. mad enough, Steve. That's what it was. You <laughs> <laughs> had to get mad enough. So, hey, uh, tell people, okay, uh, do we want to cycle through a couple of those things? Tell, talk about these graphics as we go through. House okay. of Destiny. So this is our website. Um, it's a network. Mom and Dad created this network over 40 years of ministry. And my dad was actually the first person to ever uh, take a, uh, a prophetic meeting live on the internet. And so... Yeah. Uh, that's what started the House of Destiny. So all of the things that I've shared with you today, you can find there. We also have an app. So if you go to the app store, um, you can, uh, there it is. You can download the app, search House of Destiny anywhere that you get apps. You can get that. The prophecy database is in there too, which is great. And then uh, we have a series of different shows, very similar to how uh, Elijah Streams is. Yeah. And we have a series of different uh, broadcasts that we do through the week. And so on Mondays, I do prophetic rewind and I will find prophecies and broadcasts and whatever God is showing me. I share it every Monday. Uh, we have a midweek uh, church service uh, on Wednesdays uh, and we've been uh, going live on those Wednesdays uh, on the ground in Israel with Doobie, as I told you. But also Fridays, we have Israel Update. Um, on Tuesdays, we have a show called Real Life, Real Faith. I don't have a graphic for it, but it's, it's a really loved little show we've started. And um, that's more dealing with personal uh, issues and your walk 
with Christ. And we, we get people together to discuss those kind of things. It's a lovely show. Thursdays, Charlie Jordan, who uh, ministered with my dad for 17 years. Anytime you see him prophesying, the black man behind him with the bass guitar, that's Charlie Jordan. He's got a show now on Thursdays and you nice. will be blessed by that. He is, an, he is just such an anointed, amazing human being. And he has a show on Thursdays. And then Saturdays, uh, we have a church service on Saturdays, but mom does a show called Current Events on Saturdays. And that you do not want to miss because she is looking through the Bible. Man, God has put her on a mission and she is, is it's, it's amazing to see what she's doing. And she will share a lot and help you to understand eschatology. And she's not date setting or saying Jesus is coming back today, but she does feel that we need to be paying attention to what the, the prophets of the Bible said and she's the one that keeps telling me to put on the full armor of god too so that's good that's so good. jane jane clement if you don't know and um i just i do the show with her and i just love doing that and then most recently we've started code breakers and we do that on our social medias live so search for kim clement any social media you can search house of destiny or kim clement and you've been seeing it up there you can find us follow us subscribe do all those things and then join me on sundays for code breakers live there's my Twitter. You can follow. It's the only one I use. So I do post there through the week and then we discuss it on Sundays. I've been doing that all year and the show is growing and we're really having a good time because we're coming together and I'm not just talking to everybody. They're talking back. And so good. very good. enjoyable to read the chat and hear back, answer questions. Some very difficult questions can come up and I'm so eager to answer them. Really? So good for you. Time. Wow. Wow. You it's like the hard questions. Address things like the Bill Gates prophecy. There was so much the rumor going around about that prophecy was all wrong. One time he said, he prophesied about Bill Gates once you can search it in the database. And he said, Bill Gates would open up a gates, a gate for the financial realm of the church. And people were running around saying, Oh, he, he, Kim said he was going to get saved. And why is he such a bad? And I pointed out to everybody, he prophesied one thing once it had nothing to do with his opinion. And who's to say that Bill Gates couldn't get saved, even though my dad didn't prophesy that. Uh, and who's to say he couldn't invent something that could open a, a, a gate to a financial realm that we could That's use? That's true. I mean, you, I mean, Windows, which is Microsoft, yeah. Bill Gates, Windows open a window to the world, and maybe yeah. the, maybe he has something uh, yet to do. I mean, it was a play on the words that open the gates, Bill yeah. Gates. And so we'll see. Maybe he'll the floodgates or something. But, yeah, in, in retrospect, we'll get it. Yes. So, yeah. And so, and I certainly don't excuse any of Bill Gates' behavior. I, I, yeah. I, it's shocking and atrocious. Yeah. And I believe God can find something good to do with his life. So maybe he can inadvertently open a gate for us. But that I brought that up because it's an example of when there are difficult questions like that, it's very difficult to answer them. You yeah. know, it's a comment, you can only, you're only answering one person or a few people who see it. So yeah. uh, do join me on Sundays for Code Breakers. Yeah. Buddy, I'm, I'm having fun. Do that. That's really, really good. Okay, well, everybody, uh, tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock Pacific, Jenny Donnelly. Remember, she's the one that's kind of in uh, partnership and league with Lou Engel. They're going to put calling a million women to pray. And then a, a year from now, show up on the mall. It's going to be amazing. So we're going to talk all about that tomorrow morning. Actually, we're, we're going to tape it this afternoon, and you'll see it in the morning. So, Donnie, thank you very much. Give our love to Jane and your staff. And we will see you all later. See you tomorrow at 11. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. 
Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.